Hey guys, it's Kiana. Let's talk, let's talk about it with Q. I'm listening. Good morning out there to all my listeners. I hope everyone's having a great one so far. If not, take a deep breath, let it out, and just smile. It's going to be a good show today. The subject we'll be talking about at times has caught a lot of flack throughout history, but I think the stigma, much like many others, has slowly started to fade away. We're going to be discussing hypnosis and its effects on mental illness, along with its many other beneficial factors can play on the body. Um, I'd like to welcome Mr. Rashid Edwards, or a.k.a. Coach Edwards, which I heard a lot on Facebook. Uh, he's the writer of his own book called Mental Health Matters. He also teaches his own intro to hypnosis and mind mastery classes. Welcome, welcome, Rashid. How are you doing today? I'm outstanding, and thank you. How are you? I'm doing very good. Thanks for asking. Yes, yes, yes. It's great to be here. Well, good. Well, I'd love to first jump into this book you've written. Can you tell us what it's about? I don't want to assume that it's only about hypnosis. Well, actually, um, <laughs> the truth of the matter is that the book isn't about hypnosis at all, but it's a book um, to help the layperson or the average person understand some of the basics about mental health and potentially get some idea of what mental health looks like, whether it be good or bad or degrading mental health. And then yeah. what are some of the, um, I guess, some of the keys to understanding how you're doing mentally and whether or not you may be in need of help. And so it's just a, a kind of a, a primer, just giving some of the basics to help people conceptualize mental health better. Okay. All right. That sounds really interesting. And how long ago did you um, put this book out? I think I put it out two years ago. Um, and that's, that's actually, that's my third book, but I think I put that one out two years ago, if I'm not mistaken, somewhere around 2020. So. Okay. And what are your two other books out? You said. So, um, my other books are um, The Secret Commitment, which is a self-help book. Okay. The, the interesting thing about that book is that I've started saying it now, but I wasn't saying it when I first put it out. But it's kind of a, a one of those things that helps people take some of the things that they may have learned or may not have learned about the law of attraction and put into concrete practical ways yeah making the law of attraction work for them so it's a, a self-help book um and then my other book um seeds of growth is my um companion book to the secret commitment and a book that i coach from oh okay and um my first ever book was an ebook called um Inner Voyage, Journey to the Universe of Self. And so that's an ebook. Um, that's another book. So yeah, I've got a total of four and I'll be doing probably two more books, a book on trauma. That's, that's awesome. Where would we be able to find all these books on Amazon? Yep, you can find them on Amazon. You could also find them on RashidEdwards.com. Okay, all right. <clears throat> well, um, I really love to first jump into the... Um, hypnosis, you know, it, 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 now that we've, now that you've started your own intro to hypnosis and mastery class, let's jump in with the main questions. I'm sure everyone would like to know for starters, what is hypnosis? 
What is hypnosis? Well, I love that question. Um, hypnosis is, let's look at, you know, I like to call it the cheat codes to life. Okay. What I mean is like, we all have different challenges, um, problems, and things that we're dealing with, right? We all have dreams, desires, goals, and things of that nature. And so hypnosis is kind of like the cheat codes. So um, for someone like me, um, pushing 50, I've become a little less resilient or I'm not as capable maybe in handling certain things as maybe I was when I was in my 20s. Yeah. And so someone like myself who might be a little stuck in his ways, perhaps, or um, just a little older and dealing with different challenges, going to a hypnotist or a hypnotherapist is an excellent way to kind of hit the reset button on certain things. Oh. So like with anxiety, um, we can, you know, go in a session of hypnosis and hit the reset button so that a person will clear out some of those issues that are causing anxiety. Um, I deal with trauma. And so in short, hypnosis, like I said, it's like having a cheat codes to life. But if I describe it a little better, it's kind of using your mind in a more effective way to um, connect you with your internal resources. Okay. How about how about I just say hypnosis is a quick way of making you better, however you'd like to be better. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> that sounds really good. <laughs> that sounds very good. So how does it work exactly? Um, so this is how it works. We we experience certain brainwave frequencies throughout different parts of our day. So if someone were to look up um, your waking brainwave frequency, they'll say it's a beta frequency. And it might be anywhere from like 34 hertz a cycle to about the bandwidth is like 34 to about 14, something like that. Yeah. And so hypnosis, what it does is it takes us out of that higher frequency, out of the beta, and it drops us down to alpha and theta. And so somewhere between alpha and theta is the sweet spot. And so what I do is I take you through a bunch of, um, not a whole lot, but I take you through several movements, mental movements and exercises, and it causes you to do two main things. It causes you to focus and it causes you to relax. And okay. so as I move you through those different exercises, you'll eventually get to a place where your mind is ripe for suggestion. And so I'll test to know that you're there based upon different things. But once I've gotten you in that state, then you're able to receive suggestion. And that's really what hypnosis is, is, is making you better by giving you um, trance state hypno hypnotic suggestions. Yeah. And during the trance state, you're more open to it. Wow, that's really interesting. Um, so what, what would be one of the really reasons why people should use it? Um, like I said, um, if you've got goals, and there are things that you want to achieve, but you feel like you're stuck or you're just not able to get to that space. You, you know, whatever it may be, something might be holding you back. And yeah. so you have this feeling, right, that I know that if I do whatever, it will take me to the next level. That's one of the things that you would do. Or how about someone who's experienced um, emotional and psychological trauma? 
Yeah. Um, that's one of my big, bigger platforms, right? And so I'm a certified trauma professional. Okay. And so I help people overcome the symptoms of trauma. And so oftentimes, and I just had a client um, about a month ago come in and the client told me, she said, um, you know, I was told that, you know, over the next 10 to 15 years, I need to kind of settle in and get used to this, that the trauma, my PTSD wasn't going anywhere. Mm. And I was like, wow, okay, well, glad you're here because you don't have to live with this condition for the remainder of your life. Yeah. And so I help people bypass it. Well, not bypass. I help I help people resolve the symptoms of trauma. Okay. So, you know, you're talking about helping someone resolve those symptoms to where they don't have flashbacks anymore. They can be comfortable in their own skin. They're not overwhelmed by a situation. They have more space, more mental capacity to be able to think and wow. process things versus being triggered and react to things. So you can um, help them overcome it mentally. Yes. Mm -hmm. Wow. That's really, really, really neat. So who would you say uses hypnosis out of? I mean, so is hypnosis something that's used a lot nowadays? Yeah. I've, um, I've got quite a few clients actually. And this, this last four or five years for me has been a boom for my business. Whereas, 15 years ago, um, I couldn't even talk to people about hypnosis. It was kind of like, no, uh -uh. yeah, you know, that's the devil or that's, yeah. that's or witchcraft or, you know, all types of different things. But the truth, right? The truth is hypnosis. So let me let me just kind of break it down. Hypnosis is synonymous to trance. OK. OK. So what is a trance? A trance is something we experience every day. In exactly. 80% of our day is spent going in and out of light trances. You're but right. It's like daydreaming, right? Yeah. Then we have a lot a of us are on autopilot most of the day. Yes, ab absolutely. And so we have lighter trances, lighter than, you know, just daydreaming. So, for instance, as I talk to you, undoubtedly what's happening in your mind is your mind is working to make pictures, images, and pull in things that relate to what I'm saying. Because it helps you make sense of what I'm saying. Yeah. And in doing so, you're in a light trance because you're not aware of everything else that's going on around you. And so, again, like you mentioned it, doing things on autopilot. That's a big, yep. a, a big sign that you're experiencing a trance. Um, highway hypnosis. Oh, you yeah. That, that's what it's called. My boyfriend, I could not remember the name of it. And we were yeah. talking about it and people were, and even like dozing off while you're doing it. Yeah. And, well, yeah. now the sleep part, that's, that's a big danger. <laughs> yeah, that, definitely. <laughs> but highway hypnosis, you know, or, you know, different things that you do where you just lose pockets of time. And it's like, wow, I, you know, how did I get here? Or I didn't realize this much time had passed. And yeah. So like you leave your job, you pull out and then all of a sudden you're home. Yeah, it's a natural state. And so all I do is I take that light trance and I expand it and expand it until I get to a workable space where now we're at a place where now you're you're right. Your brain weight, your brain is kind of slowed down. You're in a state of deep enough trance where you're focused and yet you're relaxed. And in that space, this is where I do my work and this is where the magic happens. But oh. 
literally I'm not doing anything that's not something that you naturally do. So I don't come into a session with technology. I don't I don't come into a session with anything other than the notes, my pen and paper, because we discuss where the session is going to go. Yeah. And my voice, my, my spirit, my energy, what the creator yeah. is doing me. I just come as myself. You come as you are. And then we work. But the real deal is that really I'm just a guide. You're doing the work. Yeah, you're kind of a guide. Yeah. And so, you know, the question I ask people is, would you do something wrong to yourself? No. Not knowingly, not intentionally. Yeah, right? exactly. And so I can't lead you down a path that you won't walk. This is very your, true. Your mind. So it's very not true. mind control, as many people are concerned. It's not mind control. It's not voodoo. It's not witchcraft. It's not any yeah. of those. <laughs> it's a very natural state that we've been divinely blessed with. And so many celebrities, many um, wealthy and well-to-do people use this. Um, if you go on, well, on one of my sites, I talk about it. And I name a whole list of celebrities, anywhere from Kelly Rowland uh, to Matt Damon, Samuel Jackson. Oh, okay. Uh, Ellen DeGeneres, um, is, is Tiger Woods. Um, I mean, it's such an extensive list. Um, and you could, anyone could look it up, you know, who, celebrities who have done hypnosis. Yeah. And it'll just pull up and you'll be like, wow, that's interesting. I didn't know people were doing that. And it's been going on. There was actually a time, right, in the earlier, I guess, uh, late 1800s or closer to the early 1900s, late 1800s, when yeah. holistic practices were acceptable and hypnosis was actually a part of a dentist's um coursework for becoming a dentist oh wow and so again you know prior to the advent of the ama and some of these other institutions that became regulating bodies yeah certain holistic practice were practices were acceptable and hypnosis was considered one of those it was one of them and so um since you know the advent of all of these different regulating bodies now we have socially become a little more unnerved by hypnosis yeah but it's it's very natural yeah no i think you're definitely right i think we have become unnerved um from it because i do remember stigma of it or or they like to um incorporate it with comedy you know and like you know making somebody do something like you said under control and i think that it's kind of shied away from that kind of stigma now it's more especially with uh, affecting the mental health community and mm. it's being brought into the mental health community because i had never not until i had stumbled upon your page that it dawned on me wow wait a second mental health and, and hypnotherapy that would probably really like be beneficial oh absolutely now it still hasn't it still isn't as um acceptable or as saturated in the mental health community yeah it's still new there too. So for instance, when I was in grad school, I actually had instructors who told me that they didn't think hypnosis was evidence-based. And the funny thing is, right, the American Psychological Association um, 
two or three of the members of the executive board, uh, probably about 10, 10 or 15 years ago, wrote a book on hypnosis and its efficacy. And so Good. here I am going through grad school and I've got instructors telling me, oh, no, that's not a real thing. It, it, hypnosis isn't real. We don't do that. Wow. The APA has has executive members who have actually written a book about <laughs> the efficacy of it. And so that's just kind of how things are. But what has been helpful is that um, what what are these um, these shows called nowadays? Uh, reality TV has brought it into, you know, the public light now. Yes. It's because people see reality stars doing it. Now they're more amenable to it. And so yes. now have people reaching out and they're like, oh, OK, you do hypnosis. And it's kind of like. You think I could do it? You know, they don't want anyone to know that they're interested. Yeah, very true. Very true. <laughs> might be able to help me. Sure, I can help. You know, let's talk about what your needs are. That is very, very true. Now, in part of your class, uh, you know, it's you said into you'll show an intro into hypnosis and a mind mastery class. So, what exactly is a mind mastery class? Like, what is the mind and how can you master the mind? So the mind in my hypnosis training, we even in my, so, and I'm, I'm making a point to say this, right? Hypnosis and my hypnosis training has taught me more about the mind than my formal schooling, my grad school, my, my actual degree in clinical yeah. counseling. And so we learned certain things about the mind. And so what I do in my intro to hypnosis and mind mastery is I point out things about the mind, how the mind works, helping people to understand how they're behaving and, and what, you know, how it reflects on their mind and where they are mentally. Yeah. So talk about the three main parts of the mind, uh, your conscious, your subconscious and your critical faculty. And I only point that out because as a hypnotist, Understanding these three main parts, I know that when the session starts, I'm dealing with your conscious mind, but I'm trying to get beneath the surface and bypass the critical faculty so that I can get into the subconscious. Yeah. So if you've ever heard the saying that the average person only uses five to 10 percent of their capacity. Yeah. What that refers to is something that is commonly known by hypnotists is that typically most people are moving and behaving and acting from the space of their conscious mind. Oh. And the conscious mind is only capable of giving you five to 10% of what's possible. Gotcha. So your willpower, your logic, your rationale, and your short-term memory are the components of your conscious mind. Okay. The subconscious mind is the powerhouse. That's where that 90 to 95% resides. Your emotions. Oh, your habit patterns, your behaviors, your imprinting. That's a big old chunk. Yeah, your long-term memory. Nothing is ever lost. Everything that you've ever experienced is recorded in the annals of your subconscious mind. And so all of this stuff beneath the surface. So we look at hypnosis the same way we look at an iceberg, right? Your yeah. conscious mind is the part that sticks out above the water, and that's what people see. But it's the part all of that landscape under or all of the ice or everything that's beneath the water, that's the larger part of what drives our behaviors. And that is the powerhouse. 
And so that's the part that we hypnotists and hypnotherapists deal with, the subconscious, because it's the powerhouse. Wow. So you guys go deep. Yeah. Deep in there. So now um, it seems to be that some other things that you said you work on also is hypnosis and emotional challenges. Mm -hmm. Could you explain that a little bit more in depth? Yes. Um, so in, in my class, right, I get into how we're at our core, we are energy. Yeah. And so everything is energy. Oh, definitely. And it's I constant. Use, yeah. So I use the analogy that our bodies are like musical instruments. And I use the analogy of the piano. So when you strike a note on it, when you hit a, um, a key on a piano, it hits a, a, a chord and it reverberates a sound. And yeah. So sound kind of reverberates for a minute and then it dissipates right that's yeah. how we're supposed to be in terms of how we experience emotions we'll have an emotion and we'll feel it some type of way and then it'll pass through mm -hmm. sometimes we have more difficult emotions and because of how difficult they may be or because of what we may be going through at the time it can be a little different and it's kind of like when you hit the note on the piano key and then you press the pedal under the piano that extends the note out. Yeah. So that kind of is how we experience the difficult emotions that kind of traumatize us or just severe emotions that are severe enough that they trigger us. And because they're energy, they lodge themselves in our bodies. And so it's not just a psychological, but it's also a physiological experience. Yeah. And so as a hypnotherapist, I'm able to help people resolve and release those emotions. So it's not uncommon for someone to come out of a hypnotic experience and say, wow, my body feels so much lighter and so much looser, you know, because you're releasing and you're resolving these things at a core level. Yeah. Differently. Wow. That sounds like something I need <laughs> very <laughs> much. So, <laughs> um, and then another thing I noticed, uh, hypnosis and personal energy management. Yeah. So I, I like to talk about how one of the things about hypnosis is that it's able to bypass a lot of the settings, uh, you know, the settings that we have from our imprinting. And I say settings like I'm talking about technology, um, like you might have default settings on your computer or. Yeah. Uh, your TV or what have you. And so we have some settings that were set on our mental template from our imprinting phase. And that phase goes from birth to about um, five, six or seven years old. Okay. And so, uh, but in terms of our energy, right? One of the things that I'll say about our energy is that according to those settings, we might have different things in place. And so we only much like our cell phones, we start our day with a finite amount of energy. Yes. And so different settings from our imprinting might be, uh, or let's not say settings, but different applications, right? Like your iPhone. If you swipe up, you'll notice that you've got a bunch of applications that are still running in the background that haven't been mm -hmm. closed out. Same with us. We've had so many experiences in life that we've got these emotional and psychological programs running in the background of our mind that oh, yeah. energy. And so 
when you start your day with X amount of energy, you may very well be bleeding off a large amount of that energy because you haven't dealt with, resolved and released these difficult. Yeah. Things. And so that's a large part of what I do is I help people release this stuff. And so this wow. is why they feel so much better. This is why they have these seemingly miraculous you know, reports about how they feel. It feels like, oh, wow, I, I, I didn't know I could do that. I didn't know I could feel that way. I didn't know I could get past this. Yeah. You can. So now, all right, so I am somebody who, all right, so I've grown up having um, a lot of mental illnesses. I grew up uh, having anxiety, uh, ADHD. They found out I was bipolar and I have borderline personality disorder. So I've, I've been... And I'm on medication and I'm actually going to be entering a program next week called, uh, it's called an IOP program. It's a in, in intensive outpatient program. Right. So from like nine 30 to 1230 Monday through Friday, I'll go and I'll get uh, like meditation group therapy and like uh, CBT therapy or something like that. Um, just because for myself and in my life, I'm a mother and I'm also my mother's caretaker. I have a lot going on. And it's everything's starting to weigh heavily on me. So it's time to get myself that extra step of help. Now, they're going to teach me meditation. And I have been someone, my brain, like, I always explain that I have a, a hummingbird brain and a butterfly stomach. That's what it sounds. That's how I feel all the time. <laughs> like, everything's all the time. So I wonder how I'm going to stay still and stay slow for meditation but i would love to try hypnosis but I, would that work on me am i somebody whose brain is moving too fast for that kind of thing um let's see like does it work on everybody or well so um so you don't experience psychosis right you, you no okay so the main requirements are that you are able to be present mentally um, and that you have enough uh, mental capacity to be able to understand as I'm speaking. Uh, so I, I deal with a lot of people um, who have, in fact, it's something that I did in my class. Um, so I've been doing this about 17 years. So oh, wow. Class. I invited an individual that I worked with when I first started hypnosis. And I wasn't able to hypnotize her as she didn't feel like she went into hypnosis. She, it was very, yeah. okay. And so she's the only client that I ever had that had that experience that they just yeah. didn't feel like they were hypnotized. So I did a demonstration with her in the class and I hypnotized her. She's a person who one of the things that she said right away, I have trouble relaxing. My mind is always working. I can't stop my brain from thinking. Not a problem. This is not uncommon for me. When yeah. I first started out, I didn't know that there were people who I now consider um, hyper-rational, um, people whose minds, you know, they, they just run so much. They're always trying to figure out something before it happens, trying to anticipate yes. all of that type of stuff. And so- I had to develop, I had to develop my skill set. And so as I learned, you know, over the course of, you know, like I said, I've been doing this 17 years. And so as I learned different skills and techniques, I understood, oh, okay, this is why it didn't work for her 
as well as it would have. Yeah. This is what I need to do to get her into, you know, a more suitable state. And so the other night she was just shocked because she literally was sure that she would not be hypnotized. <laughs> and I was certain, you know, I wouldn't bring her before my class if I didn't know I could do yeah. it. <laughs> but I knew I could because I understand the mechanics a lot better now. And I understand like these things just happen. It's, it's almost mathematical when you create certain conditions you'll be able to achieve certain states it yeah. just is and because i've trained i've learned and i understand this i'm able to produce this so it can work for someone who has a um a, a, a moving or um a fast-paced brain or someone who is um always thinking and can't turn that off. It can work. It can work. And I make it work. Um, now, I will say that I typically like to do those clients in person, but I do them virtually as well. Uh, oh, really? Okay. Yeah, that was going to be my next question. It's right now because I know with your classes, it's set in person on there. But I wasn't sure whether or not you did virtual stuff too right now. Yes, I do. I do. Um I actually was um, in a group on Facebook a few weeks ago and it just shocked me how many people were interested in hypnosis. And I ended up picking up um, three clients from oh, wow. corresponding with people on that thread. So yeah. when I tell you like people are becoming more open to it, I've just not had these types of experiences. So it's a blessing, you know, to be able to have that experience and see that I could talk to people and help them conceptualize hypnosis a little bit better and then be open to having the experience. And so in my class, people were able to see what I do. And so after it was over, they were able to see what I was doing and see the effects. And so then I asked them, okay, so now how do you feel about it? Do you feel like some of your misconceptions were, you know, um, warranted or do you feel like they were just off base and they were like wow i i had no idea that this is what hypnosis yeah change their tune and so then i had the subject speak right and she was like okay so i didn't know she's like well i thought i was going to be sleep and i didn't know that i'd be able to hear you and that was kind of making me feel like maybe it wasn't going right um so she was like because i could at times i would hear you and then at times my mind would just be running and I'd be thinking something. I said, but if you remember in the first class, I, I described what hypnosis would be like. Yeah. And I tell people, it's kind of like if you've ever been in a, a boring class in high school or something, right? Yeah. You find yourself just kind of drifting off, you know, your, your attention <laughs> just kind of wonders. And then you're like, oh, let me bring, let me, let me focus, let me focus. Uh, okay, let me oh, focus. That would work for me because I've <laughs> I do that a lot. <laughs> and that's what the experience in hypnosis is going to be like. And so at a certain point, I tell people you can choose to try to pay attention and listen to me, or you can just allow yourself to continue to drift off as I have a monologue with your subconscious mind. And that's kind of at a certain point, once I've gotten to that saturation point, then that's what happens. Yeah. That's interesting. Now, so 
Who would you say was your biggest influencer or supporter to get the ball rolling on this whole thing many years ago? My biggest support, probably my wife. She was oh, my that's awesome. And so, um, yeah, she's she's my biggest support for for getting the ball moving because she's known. You know, I got this weird husband. He needs something to do with himself. <laughs> you know, please get it. But no, no, in all honesty, <laughs> she's she's <laughs> a big support and pushing me to um, fulfill this dream. And for me, right, helping people is really my assignment. It's my purpose. I've yeah. known for many years. And just in the last seven or eight years, have I actually come to accept and answer the call? Uh, because when I was younger, I just felt it was too overwhelming. My experiences with people were a lot different than my experiences with friends. So yeah. Instance, people would come to me and tell me things that they wouldn't tell other people. So when I talked to my friends, I would ask, do you have these experiences? And my friends would be like, nah, nobody tells me this type of weird stuff. Like, well, what type of people you know? <laughs> and so for me, it was just like, why do I have these, you know, why is everything so heavy? Why is everything so, yeah. so. Are you an empath? I, I, I hate to say it, but I, I think I am. I'm a little less empathic uh, because I, I'm not as, I've become a little, I, I've tried over the past, I tried to turn it off. So yeah. I can't. Instead of stronger boundaries. Huh? Or set up stronger boundaries. Yes, yes, yes. And so I think, you know, I've had people tell me that I'm an empath. I, I'm resistant to accepting it. <laughs> yes, it, can be, it can be a double-edged sword. Yeah. So, you know, but I, I think this is one of those things that now that I've answered the call, it's one of the most fulfilling things I've ever done with my life. And oh, that's wonderful. I couldn't see myself doing anything and getting a better experience, a better return on my time investment, my spiritual investment, and just my energetic exchange. So yeah. I love what I do. I love it. Love it. Love it. That was really, really great. Now, I found, um, as I was reading through some stuff, it says, what is um, regression-based therapy? Is that something that hypnotists do too? Yeah. Um, regression therapy is, is basically going back in time uh, to uncover and, and heal something, uh, a difficulty or a challenge. I do my regression therapy. Well, I do it. Um, I do it a little differently now. I used to when I first started and in the earlier years of my doing hypnotherapy, I would do a regression session. And I was in a session once. It took me like two hours. Oh, wow. Um, very, very taxing. Yeah. And what I found is that sometimes the regression work that I was doing could be triggering or re-traumatizing. Yeah. So I like doing that. So I have a different way of helping people um, heal those difficult emotions. And we don't have to go back and re-experience them. Oh, that's good. Do something like it, but we don't go back through the re-experiencing. We just find the the 
the circumstances around what makes us feel a particular way. We deal with those feelings and then we re- release and resolve. Them. I like that. It sounds like it's so it's a lot of less triggering. And- right. You don't I don't re-traumatize people anymore. So I've, I've gotten better in that aspect, too. And so we can sit down and build up a session that kind of mirrors regression, but we don't go back to every particular instance. So what regression would look like is um, once I get you in in hypnotic state and I would count maybe three, two, one. Okay. And I would tell you, so I'll make a suggestion when I count backwards from three to one, you'll be at um, the earliest time you can remember having the experience of X. And then I go three, two, one. Okay. Now you're there. All right. First impressions, day or night inside or out alone or in, with someone um hot or cold you know so I, i'm asking yeah. these things and i'm firing them off and then once they answer all those okay what's going on somebody might say well um i'm outside playing with friends and a car drive you know whatever the case may be yeah and so once we get to that part we keep going back further and further and further and it's like a onesie twosie type thing where you go from instance to instance to instance and depending on you know how far back it goes and how many um sensitizing experiences you uh, the individual have this could take quite some time and then yeah. again, like i said it can be re-triggering if you know when you get to the point and you see what's happening and if it's a strong enough or a difficult enough emotion then boom there you are reliving it and so i do it differently now um, we don't have to go one by one by one. We can deal with how you feel about particular things and we could kind of create um, a little orb around a particular emotion and pull out the different feelings around that emotion that make you feel like maybe you're stuck in that particular space. And then we go back and we release and resolve that stuff. And oh, that's really interesting. Mm-hmm. It's really interesting. Yeah. I think that would uh, be helpful because I know like for me, I've, I've thought about hypnosis before because I have a lot of memories that I don't remember and not all because they were traumatic, but like, I don't remember a lot of like my childhood happy memories either. I just yeah. have, and from my mental illness, a lot of it creates memory loss. So I've always wanted to go back and just kind of, um, you know, just, remember some of the things that in happy, you know, some of the happy things too. Yeah. So I look at mental health as being on a sliding scale, right? And what I mean by that, and I actually, I think I wrote that in my book as well. We all have the potential for things that are considered to be mental illness. Oh, definitely. I agree. So for instance, someone experiencing psychosis, psychosis is hearing and seeing things that aren't part of conceptual reality or what one else would experience. Right. But we all have the potential for that because Mm -hmm. we all hear things in our heads Mm -hmm. and we all make pictures in our minds. Yep. But the difference between someone who is experiencing psychosis is they can't, they don't know the difference between whether it's happening within them or whether it's actually happening outside in the actual world and what we yeah. call sensual reality. And so it's just, you know, some of the, the programming is kind of askew 
but we all have the potential for it. Just like depression, you know, depression, you know, the root or it starts from just basic sadness. Then we all experience sadness from mm-hmm. time. But over a period of time, when it becomes clinical, meaning it's interfering with how you experience and work through your normal day um, and, and giving you challenges that prevent you from being able to get through your day normally. Now we have a clinical requirement or, or a clinical issue that requires us to work on it clinically. But yeah. again, you go from levels of sadness to you know deep sadness to depression, and then depression could even go beyond depression into some other things. Yeah. So it, it, with all of the so-called mental illnesses, right? There's a potential for that, and some are a little more intense than others. Um, but it's all part of us. We all have the potential for that. And so there are Definitely. things we can do um, with regard to mental health. Um, like anxiety is one of my biggest. I love helping people with anxiety because you never know that you can feel better about things. Yeah. The young lady that I worked with the um, a couple of days ago um, with her anxiety, she was so shocked. She was like, wow, I, I didn't know. Like my, my thoughts just race and race. And I try to go to bed at night. But as soon as I lay my head down, these thoughts start coming and they won't oh. allow me to go to sleep. And Gosh, I said, yeah, I know that one. Yeah. And so we look at, OK, well, what's going on? What are you feeling? You know, all of the different. So we pull out as many of the intricate settings or feelings or points of interest in that that space of what's going on with you. And that's what we target in the session and ask your subconscious mind to do a reset on, to release and resolve. And so some people practice a type of hypnosis where I call it crowbar hypnosis, where they're just gonna crowbar in a fix. They're gonna keep repeating suggestions over and over and over. And it might take them three or four sessions, but eventually, you know, they crowbarring it in and you will eventually accept the suggestion. At some yeah. Point. I don't do that um, because that's, that's that's not an intuitive way of working. So I yeah. work in concert with the subconscious. And so I ask, can we resolve and release that experience, those memories, those feelings? And I'll get a response, um, what we call idiomotor responses, where oh, okay. ask, I have the fingers, you know, and I'll say, you know, I'll make it respond through your fingers. And so when the subconscious is responding in that way, that's a lot more organic versus me crowbarring. You're going to yeah. be rich. You're going to be rich or whatever the case, you know. So I do something that's a lot more organic, a lot more easily flowing and, and natural. Yeah, so it's very less less invasive. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> now, and um, <clears throat> excuse me, sorry. Where do you see yourself going with this journey in the next five years with it all? Oh, man. Um, I see big things. Um, I see big things. Maybe even so... I'm connected with a few people. Um, one, sir, one such individual, he and I are hypnotherapists and we we do a lot together. We're, we're gonna be doing a 
podcast ourselves. And okay. So that's in the works, but we are also considering teaching a course together and starting our own hypnosis organization. Wow. We're considering that. Um, and, I, you know, I, I see myself, um, I'm, I'm also a speaker, so I, I, I do um, speeches and stuff. So I talk on this subject, the subject of the mind. So yeah. um, I see myself traveling internationally, um, speaking, lecturing, giving workshops, as well as, you know, continuing to do my therapy. Um, I, I see it getting very big. And um, I, I will also find a way to do what I call philanthropic work um, because I know that there are communities and groups of people who need the help. Oh, yeah. I'd be able to afford my services. Um, Definitely. And so I, I'll, I'll have an arm of what I do that will be able to go into um, communities or uh, maybe community organizations and help those people as well because I think everyone deserves access to the best oh yeah and you can't you know again hypnosis is about helping you become the best version of yourself so in a lot of these um different circles where you have gurus that they talk from this conceptually and in in, in space about how to do certain things i'm saying with hypnosis invariably this is Okay, you want to do something specific? This is how. Like, I'm not saying shift your energy. Like, I, I, I'm not telling yeah. you shift their energy because that's kind of vague. That's not very clear. Oh, how do you shift your energy? Well, I can tell you how to shift your energy. If you come in and we do hypnosis, what we're going to do is we're going to find the things that are using up a lot of your mental and your emotional energy. Yeah. We're going to release that. We're going to reprogram you to have better experiences, think and feel differently. And as a result, that's going to shift, shift and up level your energy and sustain you. So th this is like I'm not talking out in space and woo woo like I'm being very specific. Like, yeah, this will shift your energy or this. You know, I'm, I'm very clear like this isn't woo woo. This isn't talking out in space. We do specific things to look for specific results. And then after the session, we'll check in. So prior to the session, we're going to calibrate. Okay. The things that I like to know during the calibration. Yeah. Because Sorry to interrupt you, but I was just thinking, so this is more of like a journey as opposed to like a one-stop shop. Like I couldn't right now just be like, hey, can you hypnotize me real quick? It wouldn't really work that way. I could hypnotize you. Uh, but yeah, oh. we <laughs> we would have to do so. Hypnosis isn't a quick. So I said I, I had sessions that go two hours, right? Okay, so my sessions typically range about forty five minutes to an hour. Okay. So I've I've cut my session time from ninety minutes to two hours to about just under an hour. Uh -huh. Right. So it's not necessarily a quick thing because we have to talk understand what we're doing and figure out the direction that we want to take the work. But again, prior to the session, we're going to calibrate. So I'm going to ask you things about, you know, how intense is the feeling? How frequent do you have the feeling? You know, so um, intensity and frequency are important. 
because let's just say you have a particular experience of maybe feeling sad at least three times a day and the sadness is maybe a eight or a nine. Well, that's very specific. That's very clear. Yeah. So we go in and target that. And then we look back for a week or two weeks. And we might, I typically give it about a week, but let's just say I waited for two weeks and I check back with you and I calibrate and I check in and I say, okay, so how was the sadness? Like very clear. You should be able to say, well, you know what? I'm still having the sadness three times a day at about a nine or a 10. But what happens is <laughs> people will say, and I had this very thing. That's why I'm using this example. Lady, she said, I, I get sad every day. I'm, I'm constantly depressed. I'm sad all the time. Um, I experience sadness three or four times a day at about a nine or a 10. And I was like, whoa, it's pretty heavy. And so, so we went in, we targeted all of the stuff that she talked about. We re resolved and released that stuff. She felt good at the end of the session. You know, again, I didn't know I could feel this good. And I waited about a week and I checked in with her, did the follow up. No, I haven't felt the sadness, but, you know, much hasn't been going on. So I haven't, you know, I haven't really. I've only worked three days out of seven. And so she started to compensate. And I said, well, hold on a second. <laughs> when we calibrate it, right? Because I asked her, I said, so is there something in particular that causes the sadness? Do you have to be doing? No, the sad." she said, no, the sadness could just be me thinking about myself. And then I get sad. Yeah. So it's not externally triggered. Primarily, it's everything causes it. Yes. So I said, well, hold on. So when we talked about it, you said that there were numerous triggers that caused the sadness and that, you know, it, it didn't matter. You would experience the sadness at any time of the day or whatever, at any time. And you're going to have it at least three times. Yeah. He was like, you know what? You're right. Well, the truth of the matter is, no, I haven't felt the sadness. <laughs> and I said, well, OK, that's important to, you know, to think about. Right. I said, yeah, exactly. Figure that in as a win and she was like you know what you're right she's like I, I don't know why and i had to remind her i said remember when i told you the changes would be so subtle that you might not be aware that you've made the shift and this is why i asked these specific questions and i calibrate on the front end so that once we go back and look you you you're not able to change you know you you can't say well uh-uh you know, we're not going to do the hokey pokey. You're going to put your left foot in and then take it out and put the other. No, yeah. be very clear on this. And I've had people to come in and do work with me and they may have had a condition existing 10 years. And then we come in and we do some work, maybe a couple of sessions, and then they, they stop coming. And when I check in, they tell me they fix it on their own. And it's like, okay. And this has been going on for 10 years. You come see me and now you're not having the experience anymore, but you did it on your own. <laughs> so it, it's, and, and, but that's why I make sure that I'm clear with people in terms of the subtlety, how the shift happens and what you can expect, because I know that I've lost clients to, you know, 
my stuff working so well that they're not clear. That yeah. They, or maybe and I might have been flim flam, like, you know, somebody might. OK, that's all I really wanted to do. And I don't want to keep paying you or whatever, uh, but I'm going to act like I fix it myself. And I know full well that this wasn't something that they just fixed on their own, that this was the work that we did together. Yeah, exactly. But that's exactly. again, that's why I calibrate on the front end so that when we look at it on the back end, you can have some very clear and present results that speak to what we've done. Yeah. It's not kind of woo woo or we're not just kind of fishing for stuff, but it's very direct. It's, it can be very clear. A lot of the work that I do is, is just that clear. That is really interesting. And how how did you decide to get into hypnosis? Like what made you, what, what <laughs> gained your interest in it? <laughs> That's a funny story. <laughs> so I was a skeptic and I was <laughs> on somebody's um, blog reading about it. And they were talking about different things. And I, I was enjoying the blog. And then, you know, my spidey senses were triggered when the person used hypnosis. And I was like, wow, here we go. People <laughs> talking all the good stuff. And then they throw some BS in. And so I told myself that I was going to discredit this person on their own blog. And so I started just following all of the information, just reading. I put all this energy into trying to discredit someone. <laughs> And ended up becoming a convert. Um, <laughs> That's hilarious. And got sucked in. And <laughs> here I am today now, a fully well, certified. Well, the proof was in the pudding. <laughs> yeah. Wow, that is really, really neat and interesting. All right, well, so, question. Yeah, could could you try to hypnotize me right now? How would that work? Um. I could take you into, so I could show you something that kind of like is what I call the gateway to hypnosis, right? Okay. Um, but it would take, we would need about 30 minutes or so for me to oh, actually goodness. take you in. Um, but I can, I can help you approach what I call the gateway, right? So okay. I, I'll take you through an exercise. Okay. Yeah. Take me to the stair. Do an exercise with me. All right. So this is an exercise on focus and relaxation. Because okay. remember, I told you, those are the two two of the main ingredients that we use in hypnosis, right? Yes. So if you can see my hand, right? Yeah. I'm going to have you put your hand up in front of your face, like mine is, um, slightly above eye level, just a little, just a couple inches. That's good. And now I want you to focus on the tip of your middle finger, right where your fingernail is, right on the tip. Okay. I want you to focus on the tip of that middle finger, okay? And I want you to focus on it. I, do, I want you to focus so hard that I want you to try not to blink, all right? Okay. In addition to that, I want you to take a nice deep breath, and I want you to let it out nice and slowly. And as you exhale, I want you to feel the relaxation coming in your body, in your neck, shoulders, and arms. Focus on the tip of that middle finger now. The tip of the middle finger do not allow your eyes to move away from the tip of that middle finger. And as you continue to relax, something is about to happen. Those fingers are going to start spreading wider and wider, further and further apart. Now, your only job is to remain focused on my voice and the tip of that middle finger and relax. 
And as relaxation and the focus grows, those fingers spread even further apart now, wider and wider, further and further apart. The more you relax, the better you feel. The more you relax, the better your concentration grows. And those fingers continue to spread wider and wider, further and further apart. There may be some twitching and jerking. You may feel some different experiences, but those fingers will spread as you relax wider and wider, further and further apart. Just allow them to do what they do. There you go. And they continue to spread wider and wider, further and further apart. The more you relax, the more they spread wider and wider, further and further apart. That's right. You're doing absolutely wonderful as those fingers continue to spread wider and wider, further and further apart. That's it. And so now, and we're done now. <laughs> that's but, really neat. Yeah. So that's the gateway. That's yeah. start with getting the focus. And that's how we start with marrying focus and relaxation together. And so that's just the gateway. So that's a light trance, right? So I expand that even more, even more until I get you right into the sweet spot. And then we actually go in and give the suggestion. Wow, that's really, really amazing. That's really amazing. So now if somebody wanted to, um, well, obviously, if somebody wanted to go through you through the program, how do you have, do you have a website now and like online virtual classes or? So I don't have virtual classes. Um, I've got a couple websites. So. If someone wanted to work with me in terms of hypnotherapy, um, the best way to do so is to reach out to me. Um, I'm East Coast Standard, um, Eastern Standard Time, uh, but my number is 404-482-0360. Okay. Uh, that's the best way to reach out and to schedule an appointment. They could also go to the contact page on RashidEdwards.com. That's R-A-S-H-E-I-D-E-D-W-A-R-D-S.com. Um, schedule a session, or you can email me. The email is coach at mentalinfinity.com. Um, those are the best ways to reach me. You can Google me on the internet, and I've got all types of interviews and podcasts of different things that I speak on. And um, that would be the best way. Now, I think after I finish this class, I may find a way to make it available virtually. Um, and maybe I've not, I'm still on the fence with that because I know yeah. I have to work with someone to make that happen. And I'm not sure. Yeah, yeah. That's uh, understandable. But, yeah, I, I, I'm considering that now. But if someone wants to work with me, um, please reach out. I, I can guarantee you that you'll have an experience that you've not had before if you're new to hypnosis. And it typically knocks people off their feet. They're, they're really amazed at what's possible. And that's, that's amazing. It really is amazing. <clears throat> so now for people, let's say... Um, they aren't able to get in touch with you or anything like that. What is a good way in general? The sign. What's the signs of a good hypnotherapist? Like if you were to be looking for one, what's the signs of a good one? Well, that's 
that's hard to say. Um, and I've had some not so good experiences with hypnotists. For me, um, it's a, a sign of a good hypnotist is someone who can get me in a workable, a good enough trance to be able to do work. Okay. And I say that because a lot of hypnotists, or at least the ones that I've dealt with, they don't establish a good trance state. And so some people kind of do hypnosis where it's just kind of like um, light meditation where okay. they'll just tell you, they'll just take you through an experience where you're visualizing stuff. But the issue is, is that in order to work on releasing or, you know, doing certain things, you have to be deep enough. And so yeah. it's kind of skating along the surface and not going deep. It doesn't, it didn't work for me. And so I do deepeners and I, I recommend that, you know, all hypnos hypnotists do deepeners because that's the whole point is that you're trying to get them into a deep enough trance. Yeah. And so if you're not deepening, then all you're doing is kind of talking to people while, you know, talking to them in a light trance. So like I said, we have light trances, right? But not all light trances are workable states of, you know, for hypnosis. Yeah. So I do deepeners. I do several different types of deepeners during the process. And I test to make sure that you are where I need you to be. And not only do I test, but, you know, during the 17 years, I can read your physiology. So I can tell when your face goes flush, um, or maybe you might start lacrimating, your eyes might start running, your nose might start running. Yeah. You may even start drooling or your mouth might get dry and you might do a lot of swallowing. Like I can tell there are different cues and signs that let me know in addition to my testing. And so gotcha. that's how I would know a good hypnotist, but I don't know how a lay person would be able to, you know, how an average everyday person who's not a hypnotist would be able to tell because he yeah, would be able to recognize those kind of things. Right. Yeah. Now, is there, a, um, what am I trying to say? Is there like a hypnotist association, you know, like a head, you know, how there's like NAMI and there's like different heads of different organizations and medical organizations and stuff like that. Is there a head of one for hypnotists? Yeah, there are several of them. There are several of them, right? And different. Here's the thing. Um, uh, um, are you in the States or? Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm in Columbia, Maryland. Okay, okay. So um, in the States, right, typically each state would have a governing body over different therapeutic um, modalities. Okay. However, as it stands, hypnosis is not regulated by any state governing body. So hypnotists and hypnosis, they have their, their guilds or their different organizations. So there's like the National Guild of Hypnotists is one of the big governing bodies. Um, there's also, um, I went to school in HMI at HMI and they have their own governing body as well. And so it's kind of all over the place because it's not state regulated, which mm -hmm. to some degree I appreciate. Yeah. Um, but 
Yeah, so there are different organizing bodies and the NGH is the one that I think of right off the top of my head. And I, I, I typically can run um, run off three or four of them because there are quite a few. Uh, but right now, NGH is all I can think of in HMI. HMI. All right, well, that's, I'm sure if I Google the two, they'd all pop up too. Yep. Awesome, awesome. All right, well, I have to get ready to wrap up. Is there anything that um, I didn't ask that you feel like uh, we left out any information about hypnotism? Um, I, I could talk for days. And so <laughs> I just leave it there. What I'll say is that, you know, more than anything, I want people to understand that it's a very natural state of mind. And because of that, there's so much that you can do. And I want you to think of the movie Limitless. Um, okay. The guy took a pill, but to some degree, right? Hypnosis is like taking that pill. Now, Limitless is, is quite exaggerated, but the point that I take away from it is imagine how it would be if you could be the best version of yourself. And so wow. going through hypnosis and working out different things it walks you down that path to where you start becoming better and better and a more um, uh, advanced version of what's possible for you. Yeah. The beauty of hypnosis. Well, I'm definitely interested in these online classes that you have. So I'll be messaging you. Okay. Cause I definitely want to give it a try. I'm trying a little bit of everything. Like right now I'm going to do this IOP program um, I've tried meditation, but that just didn't work for me. But I feel like hypnotism is one that's out there that, and then I know it helps with like quitting smoking cigarettes. It helps with, um, lots of other health problems too. So I yeah. think it would be an all around good, good thing for me. Absolutely. I mean, you know, all of these things are mental and psychological challenges that we're dealing yes. with right? and hypnosis deals with your mind. And so it helps you deal with those challenges, those mental and psychological challenges. Yeah, it only makes sense, right? <laughs> it only makes perfect sense that they would go hand in hand with together. Yeah. All right, well, um, is there any shout outs or any thank yous you want to give to anybody before we sign off? Yes, I'd like to thank you, Miss Kiana, because you, you know, you, you made this happen. And um, a big part of what's important to me is getting this message out. Again, this is my life's work. This is my purpose. And I'm very, very passionate about what I do in helping people. And so if 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 I'm able to reach one person from your podcast who I can help, it would be a blessing and it would be advancing my mission. And so I well, think that us. is wonderful. And so and and on Facebook, it's just Rashid Edwards, correct? Um, that's that's my main page. I have Rashid.coach. Dot Edwards is um, the other page uh, that um, I connect with people on, either of those two. Okay, good. So they can reach out and connect with you and learn more about everything. Yes. Great. All right. Well, it was great speaking with you today, Rashid. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much for coming on. It was an excellent conversation. I learned so much. I definitely want to do this. It's definitely something that I want to, like, experience. I feel like it would be very helpful for me. Be my pleasure. All right. Well, you take care and you enjoy the rest of your day. You too. Take care. All right. Bye. All right, goodbye. Well, guys, that was Rashid Edwards with um, 
hypnotist, uh, hypnotist Rashid Edwards talking about hypnosis, excuse me. Um, it was a really, really, really interesting subject. I'm very, very gung-ho about trying to get it done. I think it would help with my anxiety. I think it would help with, um, with a lot of different things that are going on. So I'm definitely going to look into it. And if anybody else wants any information, just listen back to my podcast where she gave a whole bunch of different information about it. And I'm going to get ready to sign off. Let's talk about it with Q. I'm listening. I want to give out my shout outs to Dake Dante at Off the Mats Podcast. I want to give a shout out to my friend Tiana Taylor. That's capital Tiana, lowercase Taylor, underscore BJJ. And I just want to say thank you very much, guys, for listening in today. Enjoy the rest of your wonderful day.